0: Hi, everybody. I'm Sess Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Natasha McNamara, founder of Speakeasy. Natasha is a vocal coach extraordinaire who is on a mission to help everyone communicate more effectively. Welcome, Natasha. It's so great to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you. It's great to be here. So for our audience benefit, let's have a little chat about how you began your journey. Your business, Speakeasy, helps businesses and presenters and corporates and actors, everybody who needs to communicate. It helps them to learn the skills and the tools that they need to be better at communicating and better at presenting. So Mm -hmm. what was it? that sparked your interest in this field in the first place? What began your passion for voice?
1: My passion for voice, it really began when I was about 12 years old, Sess when I was was living in Canberra and my parents had had split up and I was living with my mum. We were in a government flat and it was a bit hard. And I remember my teacher at school said, there's a public speaking competition. And she said to me, would you like to enter? And I said, okay. And I went to my mom and my mom said, okay, Tashi Poo, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And I really worked on that speech. My mom really taught me about that, that sense of practice and rehearsal. And I ended up winning it. And I think I, you know, I just loved it. I loved that communication. I loved connecting with an audience. I loved telling stories and I loved really taking the audience on that emotional journey. So yeah, so it was when I was about 12 years old, yes, so I, I fell in love with public speaking. Yeah.
0: And so you just spoke about connecting and I think for yeah. business owners or for anyone in the corporate space or anyone that's got to connect with a customer or an audience, you have to find the story as the way in, don't
1: you? Exactly. More and more businesses that I work with now are really requesting storytelling workshops because stories have such an immediate way of connecting with the audience and they light up the brain. They light up the part of the brain that, that the limbic part of the brain that builds trust and empathy. And one of the things I notice is that stories also relax the speaker. And I think just even simple things I've been working on recently is adding your why story, why do you do what you do, really based in the work of Simon Sinek. And even something like that can really relax you and also build that connection with the audience. Yes, yeah, so stories are the way of the future.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think the why is very important. And I think also yeah. for small business owners, that is quite often integral to what they do. they but they've started a business, so normally yeah. the why is very much a focus point for them. But how do they bring that why forward then to their customers? How do they help to make sure that their why stays true and that they are still able to connect with their customers in that way?
1: I think one of the things I really learned from Simon Senek is most people start, well, this is what I do rather than starting, he calls it the golden circle and the middle of the golden circle is why. I think it's just finding something really simple as a simple story about Well, from a really young age I loved mathematics and I loved numbers and so working with numbers now is, is something that really excites me or otherwise I think it's finding a simple story about, about what connects you to what, you, what you're doing now and weaving in a story can really add impact and also connection. And I think with business, I think you do have to take a bit of time to write out your why story to really investigate why do you do what you do because at first it seems hard with stories but then once you start to look at that way of connecting with an audience, it becomes easier and the why story is is a great thing for all businesses to have, and and it's something that you would use again and again and again.
0: Mm. And what are you finding as the main reason that people are coming to you for training?
1: I think the main reason recently has been, of course, because of COVID, being online, and a mm. lot of people are struggling to to really connect with their virtual audience. And so definitely during COVID, a lot of my training was really looking at being online, having that connection with the camera, because so many people want to speak to the little Brady Bunch squares. But one thing if you can take away is to really connect with the camera. And a great piece of advice that I got is get a picture of someone you like and put it behind the camera. So that when Mm. you're speaking, it feels so unnatural, but you've got to look at the camera. We want to look at the little squares, but then it doesn't look like we're looking at you. That's Mm. that's a really great tip. I think it's more energy online. You've got to also have more vocal energy. You've got to not be afraid of pausing. That's a big thing that I work on is people are trying to get too much information out or they want to get it over and done with or they're trying to do a data download and when you add the power pause, you give yourself time to think about what you're going to say and you give the audience time to take in what you're saying and it it feels like a long time to you but it's not to the audience. That's a big thing on Zoom rather than speaking in long sentences. You want to try to speak more succinctly and and with more shorter sentences. It's The big camera connection and power pausing.
0: Yeah. Uh, So a lot of our audience obviously are entrepreneurs and part of being an entrepreneur is you're often pitching your products or your services to um, investors or to new Mm. clients. Mm. What would be your top tips for someone if they're, they're facing a presentation situation?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think the top tip is to really know who your audience is and find out as much about who your audience is. And then I would really work on your objective. What do you want to make your customer do, think and feel? And the feel is important because the feel will make your message sticky and it will get the client to lean in. So rather than thinking, I'm just going to give them all this information about this product, you can really start to think, well, I really want to excite you, or I really want to shock you, or I really want to entice you. And you you don't say those words, but you think about what am I trying to make you feel? And then simple things, the power of three is a great a great tip for presenting uh, i was working with a group of business people today and they tend to ramble on they're not succinct and having the power of three is a great way to sell a product the three main reasons why i love this product are number one number two number three and and if you can keep your message in that structure it can it can have great impact
0: Yeah, when people come to you and maybe they're a bit nervous about the fact that they've got a big presentation, Mm -hmm. how do you help them deal with that? What's your advice for dealing with nerves?
1: Well, firstly, nerves are normal, and everyone gets to normalize nerves. And then I really talk about what are nerves? They're the the part of the brain, the, the 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 amygdala, the ancient part of the brain that sends those warning signs. That we're outside of our pack, that you know, that we're gonna be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. And I think the first thing is, is that true? In you know, in in this day and age, is that true? No. And then I start to talk about famous people that I've worked with because business people love that. They love it when I tell them the story about Hugh Jackman who had to host the Oscars and how he was really nervous, but only when he looked out of the curtain that he was standing behind and he saw Meryl Streep in the front row and apparently <laughs> he went behind the curtain and he was so nervous and the, the stage manager who was running the Oscars had to start the countdown so he was on his headphones, he got 20 seconds, 15 seconds, 10 seconds and he looked over at Hugh and he was really nervous and the stage manager seeing this slapped Hugh on the back and said, don't worry, mate, there's only a million people watching. And apparently (laughs) Hugh started to laugh. And I also think he started to breathe. And if you YouTube that, you see him walking out and pointing to the stage manager and laughing. And I tell that story because everyone gets nervous. Nerves are part of the human condition. So to normalise nerves. The other Mm. thing I would say... They can be helpful too, can't they? That's right. That's right. They're the same energy as excitement. So rather than saying, I'm really nervous, another great tool, because it's the same adrenaline rush, is to say, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to sharing this information. The other thing I would say, the big one, is to rehearse is to really practice and I think business people are not used to that because they're focused so much on the content and their slide pack that they forget that it would be great and they'd be more confident if they got up and practiced or filmed themselves and watched it back and critiqued themselves so that's important Mm -hmm. the the rehearsal and then of course breathe that really simple thing that we all know is that diaphragmatic breathing really taking some deep breaths into the diaphragm to calm the nervous system and to Mm. fuel the voice and to help you to be more present. Yeah,
0: because that will calm you down. It's like if you're breathing in your chest, that's that's short.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right, yeah. (laughs) It's not going to be helpful at all. No, and yet that's that's how most people breathe. Most Mm. people that I work with in business have developed a habit of breathing in the upper chest. And so it's that fight, flight, freeze response, that that shallow breathing. But if you can really practice that diaphragmatic breathing as the breath comes in through the nose, the belly fills like a balloon. And then as you empty through your mouth, the belly empties like a balloon and, and slowing down the breath as well. Mm, it's almost meditative in a way. I think it is, but it it is definitely about being present I I say to a lot of my clients the best gift you can give someone is to be is is the present of your presence and that's Mm. because we're not present with each other anymore we're so busy we're time poor we're checking our mobile phones but if you can be very present with someone that is really giving them the gift of your your message yeah
0: Mm. Given your expertise in uh, voice, is, yes. is there anything common that people have yes. in terms of their ability to communicate?
1: And Yes, I'll do it uh, for you now. So. I'll do it for you now. Hi, everyone. Um, um, my name's Natasha McNamara. Uh, I'm a voice coach. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure all of you <laughs> could hear then my ums and ahs. I feel that that's one of the biggest takeaways that take away your presence and also your confidence are those fillers, which were ums and ahs, you knows, likes. It's mitigating language. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, so how do people get rid of those if they find – they watch a recording of themselves and they play it back and then <laughs> and they're suddenly like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realise, but I'm going, um, ah, uh, um,
1: ah. Uh. Well, I think what you said is fantastic, Sess. Record yourself. But I have to say today I did an exercise where every time a client said an um, I clapped ah. and I- <laughs> So that's a great one to do. Get your partner, get someone that you know to listen to you do a short presentation and get them to clap. What I noticed was there was a lot of clapping at the beginning and then at the end there was no clapping. Except but, for when they finally finished and then there was uproarious applause. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. I also, that that power pause that I spoke about, which is something that I'm really developing, is. If you can think of one sentence, one breath, one person, that really helps you to eliminate those fillers. Mm. That, that's a really good one. One sentence, one person, one breath. Really helps you to slow down. And also the power pause. Don't be afraid of silence because silence is golden. Silence gives you time to think about what you're going to say and it gives the audience time to take in what you're going to say and it helps you to think about what you're going to say so it can be short, succinct and punchy. Mm. Yeah,
0: (laughs) With some occasional pauses. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. Don't speak like a speeding train. Otherwise there's no time for you to actually think about what you're going to say next and that's why we've all been in those meetings where people ramble on. I'm sure all of you can relate to that, where someone's been talking and you're like, what What are they talking about, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> power pause, power pause. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and can we just get touched back a little on your own business? Yes. Um, I'm just wondering how was it for you during COVID? I mean, given that your business normally would be a lot of face-to-face interaction, or workshops with people
1: how was it for you transitioning to this world of zoom i was extremely lucky as part of my own business i also teach the american accent to actors so a week after covid i was on zoom and it was it was really challenging i f- mm. i felt because i was teaching the american accent They had me, I think I was teaching about six students and I was, I taught them for six hours straight without a break. I remember that, that my first week. And I think they just didn't realize the energy that is required on Zoom. So, so that happened first, but I learned very quickly, really simple things like lighting because I'd be teaching at night. I realized I was teaching in a dark office and my client my students couldn't see me so I had to eventually start to think about lighting just getting a simple ring light you don't have to spend much money a simple ring light I think that you can get 20 dollar ones online I also had to think about my backdrop as my brand so hmm. to make sure I didn't have my bookshelf with you know the the whole complete works of um, Harry Potter. You know, I had to make sure <laughs> that, that I that I had a backdrop that that was really um, showing my brand. But then I started the corporate happened quite quite soon after that, and it was it was a lot of planning, learning that we had to look at the camera, we had to have a good setup, we had to make sure that we had breaks, quite a lot of breaks, but also that the work was engaging that it was active. We were getting them to do things that they weren't just sitting there listening to me talking. So, mm-hmm. I lo- I've learned a lot about being on Zoom that you need to do activities, you need to get you need to ask questions, you need to also use chat. Uh, and 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 be careful of slides because as soon as you put a slide up, people start looking at their phones. So, Ooh. I think it's important <laughs> Well, we all. Were, I think we can all be, you know, be guilty of that. But I think you need a lot more energy. You need to really plan out what you're going to do. Have group activities. Ask questions. Get people. Get people off their microphones and speaking so that they can they can connect with you. Yeah, mm. that's important. Make it active. Yeah,
0: yeah. And finally, can I just ask what would be your Best bit of advice for any business owner that's looking to improve how
1: they communicate? I would definitely say the power pause. When we're nervous, we tend to speak really fast. But when you you slow down and use that power pause, which feels like a long time to you but it's not to the audience, it really gives you time to construct your sentence, to be short, to be punchy, to be direct to really say something that's going to be sticky. And the power mm. pause allows the audience to take in what you're saying. You They need time to take in what you're saying. The other thing is it allows you to breathe. It allows you to calm the nervous system. It allows you to fuel a strong, resonant voice backed by breath. And, in, it, and it eliminates the fillers. It stops the upward inflections at the ends of sentences. It's such a powerful technique and yet we all know it we are afraid of silence we think we have to fill it but we don't it, mm. it's very powerful power pause thank you thank you very much Tash it's been great thank having you. a chat with you today yes. lovely to chat with you as well I really enjoyed it